Hello and welcome to the Phoenix, Arizona Metropolitan Area Bariatric Podcast. This is episode two. Um, I am here with Kira Deanda, and she is my second guest ever, so bear with us. Hi, Kira. How are you? Hi, good. So nice to have you on. Um, Let's just kind of get it started and just tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me about maybe like a little background, like where you grew up. Sure. So I um, was born in Kentucky, um, but I was still an infant when we moved, moved to Ohio, and then moved again to um, Omaha, Nebraska. And in Omaha, I was first grade through sixth, and then we moved to Arizona, where I've been since seventh grade. Okay. Okay. And I've noticed that in, in meeting you, I noticed you have some children. And yes. I've got a 21-year-old biological daughter who just had my first grandson. He's a year. And then I adopted two kids from foster care. Um, my middle daughter is 12. I got her when she was two months old. She was a shaken baby. And I was her foster mom. And um, she had both her legs broke in two places. And um, her parents were teenagers and just not equipped to be parents. And um, as we all know, being a parent is very frustrating and can really weigh on on. Um, your ability to think straight quite often and when you're a teenager and just not equipped to parent that's what happens and then she ended up with two broken legs um, so I fostered her for two years and then was finally able to adopt her and um, right before her adoption was finalized I found out her mom was pregnant again and with having a child removed so soon to a new pregnancy it was almost a guarantee that the next child would be taken as well just for their safety and so I really had to think long and hard because I've been a single mom for a very long time and I was never planning to adopt. So adopting one was a big thing for me, but not to mention another one, but I didn't know how I could not take a sibling, you know. So um, so I agreed to take him and I got him straight from the hospital. So he is 10 now. So I have my oldest, Alyssa, my middle is 12, she's Riley, and my youngest, 10, is Asher, and my grandson, Blue. Who's how old? He's a year. Just a year? About 15 months, yeah. Okay, that's cool. And so how was it growing up for you in Nebraska? Was it like Yeah, I was the baby. I was the baby of the family. My sisters are all, I have three sisters. They're all much older than I am. So 10, um, 9, 10, 7, and 5 years older than me. So I'm I'm the baby. I was the accident at the end. And um, so... You mean the accent at the end? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. And so... Um, I learned a lot from watching my sisters grow up about how not to get in trouble. I had one sister that was always in trouble, and so I would watch what she did and make sure I didn't do the same. So life was pretty easy for me. It was very normal. Both my parents still married. They're still married today. Um, so, yeah, things were just, I had a very normal, whatever normal is, but a very normal childhood. and. Um, at seventh grade, my dad was transferred, and so we moved here, but only I was the only one that moved with my parents. All my sisters were old enough that they stayed put and didn't want to move. So by seventh grade, I was basically an only child. So I had life as a sibling, and then I had life as an only child. So it was, it was good. Okay, and, and how would you say your eating habits were growing up? <laughs> I was always super skinny. I've always been very, very skinny, could eat anything I want. Um, 
even had um, nicknames in school about being so skinny. Like I was skinny, skin and bones, um, until I got pregnant. And then after that, that's when it all changed. And um, my married life right after having a child was not wonderful. Um, he started cheating not long after my daughter. So um, then I just started eating. And then that's when my weight got out of control. So, you know, you add being a mom, then a single mom, and then there's no time left for you. I, the things that I could do socially because I was a, a mom with a young child, uh, it was going out to eat. So you could always take your kid with you to go out to eat and mm -hmm. you could meet so-and-so to go out to eat and meet this person to go out and eat. So um, just ended up being that all my social things were around food and then all my rewards were around food. Mm -hmm. So just kind of put myself on the back burner and just dove into motherhood and working full time and so. Okay, and then so did when you were growing up mm -hmm. also were you active? Like did you play sports and stuff? Um, I didn't really split. I was in the band. I was in marching band. Okay. So, so I was active, but not in the sports way. You know, we got up, had to be at a practice at 5 a.m. And, you know, um, but as far as sports, I wasn't really into sports. Um, and as an adult, I re really haven't worked out much. Um, I've done um, the Body for Life program one time, and it's six days a, wor a week workout and um, equal carbs, equal protein. That's a basic idea of what it was. And so once I started that workout, for me, getting started is the hardest part. And once I started, then I started realizing I was arranging my days around my workouts and like my workout was number one in my line of what I was going to do. And I got to where I really, really liked working out. So it's in there somewhere, but <laughs> I but just don't make it a priority. Okay. So now I, I, once I stopped doing that, then I actually had a knee injury and um, had to have my ACL replaced. And so I felt sorry for myself and stopped working out again, so. Understood, I can see how that would, mm -hmm. it takes a long time yeah. to repair that. Yeah. So what do, you, what do you do for a living now? I am a police dispatch supervisor and I've been doing that uh, same um, city for 24 years. So, so you, you sit do it out all here day. in Chandler? Yeah. Okay, so you do, you sit all day, yeah. sit sedentary. all day, yep. Do they let you get up at all? And like yeah, we, you stand we up can get up. Our desks raise up, so you can get up, stand up. Um, you know, you can, um, as far as being a supervisor, the um, equipment I wear is wireless, so I can get up and move around the room and you know, check on my employees and that kind of stuff. So I do have the ability to get up and move quite a bit. Um, do I? <laughs> Not necessarily. Um, but that's a choice, you know. Okay. It's a habit. Okay. Um. So then, uh, about what age would you say that you that you noticed you after your child? How old were you? When I you was twenty five. Twenty five. Yep. When you started noticing. Yep. Twenty five okay. is when I had started. That's when I had my daughter, and that, so that's when I started noticing that the weight just didn't fall off anymore. You know, I, I couldn't eat um, two nutty bars and French fries and not ever notice anything <laughs> from it anymore. You know, that's what I used to eat in high school for lunch every day, and you know, back then it didn't touch me. It didn't have any effect. Then we have children. And then wham. <laughs> you have children and then that ruins right, our bodies exactly. Forever. So have you, so as a result, um, um, well, let me, let me ask this. When, when did you, I guess, for lack of a better term, what was your aha moment? The moment where you were like, okay, look, my weight is really out of control mm -hmm. or I really feel out of control. Mm -hmm. And you started looking into options for surgery. Okay. So, um, one, my grandson was born. I've always been, in my opinion, the fat mom, and I hated that for my kids. I'm not as active as I would like to be with my kids. Um, 
but for whatever reason that wasn't ever enough and then came my grandson and then it was like wow okay I want to be here for a lot longer than maybe this weight would allow me I've got high blood pressure and type 2 diabetes and um, I was on my real aha moment I was on the bone marrow um, donor list and I guess lots of people are on there and never get contacted or you're on there and you don't get contacted for a really long time. I got contacted after two years of being on the list. Oh, when was that? Um, about a year ago. It's probably been about a year now. So I was contacted and I was chosen as a woman's number one match. Um, she had a blood um, cancer and um, she was 59 or is 59 and um, so you do some pre-op some pre-stuff ahead of time when you go on the list and then when you're chosen then there's a bunch of stuff that needs to be done to even verify the testing even more about your match mm -hmm. so I went through all kinds of testing and all along they knew I had high blood pressure type 2 diabetes and so I <coughs> for quite a long time so I've been heavy for 20 years my daughter's 21 now and so for 20 years, I fooled myself that like lots of people are in medicine. Not a huge deal that I have high blood pressure medicine and type 2 diabetes. A lot of people have that. Uh, I always had skinny legs and skinny arms. So then I always felt like, but look, see, I'm fine. I don't even have fat ankles yet. I'm good still. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of kidded myself. But um, as far as it negatively affecting my life, really, it was just taking medication. So back to the um, doning, donating so um, we had gotten all the way down to um, a week, week or two before I was to go. I was going to be flown to Texas to donate and um, all the arrangements had been made. And I went in for my last test and um, it was a, um, um, oh, what the heck, I can't say what it's called. Um, let me check your heart. can't say what it's called. Anyway, my last test. Um, oh, was it like an echocardiogram yeah. or something Nope, like not that? even echo, even before that. Okay. Um, they stick the little tabs on you and... Oh, yeah. Well, um, an EKG. EKG. Yeah. There we go. Thank you. So I went for my last thing was an EKG and I've had EKG before. Nothing wrong with my heart, so it's no thing. The doctor came back and said, actually, it was irregular, um, but I don't think it's anything that's going to stop you from donating, but we'll send this stuff on to the doctors. And I got a call from the donor network and they had eliminated me because of it. Oh. I was done. And I had been told often through the process, you have to be sure you're willing because once the process starts for the patient, um, they, um, they start preparing her for the, for the donation. And if she doesn't get it, what they've done to prepare her could end up killing her if she doesn't get the donation. <laughs> And so, you know, you know that weight is kind of heavy to make sure that you're able to, you know, follow through. And they told me that I couldn't. I was like, oh, my God, she's already started all this process. And I felt so horrible. She luckily had a backup donor. She had a number two. Mm -hmm. So she did get her transplant. But um, that was my aha when my health and weight negatively affected somebody else. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was like, okay, I've got to be realistic and real with myself. I'm not healthy. And what am I going to do about it? Because if I'm not healthy, I'm not going to be around long. Two of my kids have only me because I adopted them as a single mom. And then I've got a grandson that I want to watch grow up. And then this woman who almost didn't get a donation because of me, that was really when 
um, it was it was time to finally figure out what I was going to do because what I've tried for 20 years is clearly not working because mm -hmm. I'm still in the same spot as I was 20 years ago. Okay. Had a diet here that's been successful, a diet there, and then you gain more back like we all know. And I've done HCG, I've done the body for life, um, just different things that at the time worked, but if you don't live that life, then it's right back. So um, that was when I said, okay, I need to figure something out. And I, I wasn't interested in doing a full bypass, um, but then I heard about the sleeve and I was like, okay, the sleeve sounds perfect to me. That's like a dream. Make my stomach so small that I don't want to eat. Okay, yeah, sign me up for that. That sounds wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, so I made my first appointment and I found out with my insurance that um, my BMI had to be either 40 or 35 with two major medical and I have two major medical. So I, I qualified at 35 with two major medicals. So okay. that first appointment, I thought we were just gonna schedule an appointment to have surgery. I hadn't really looked that far into what other people's experiences had been yet. And I just thought, well, my insurance says it covers it. I talked to my insurance and they cover it. They didn't bother telling me on the phone what it took to get covered. Mm -hmm. So when I went in, um, I literally cried in the office when I heard that it was six months of pre-op stuff. I was like, oh, I thought I was just going to schedule surgery right now, but I'm ready right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you don't realize you're not ready until you find out all the stuff that you need to know. And so luckily they're smarter than I am. And I needed that six months to, you know, learn because it's a completely different way of living mm -hmm. for the rest of my life. It's not something that I'll do short term and then gain all the weight back. It's long-term for life so it's was, it was good that I've had this time this six months that's an owl in the background it's beautiful <laughs> two big white owls that live up there so when you went in for your doctor's appointment who mm -hmm. is your doctor so I chose dr. Um, Van Levitt um, I'm going to I'm out of Gilbert Mercy okay. and Gilbert and the gals at the office just kept sending me emails like have you picked your surgeon have you picked your surgeon I'm like I don't even know where to start and um, so like here's a few names and so I looked at some things asked some questions on the um, Facebook group to try to find others that have had you know surgeries by those doctors in that office and then just kind of based on some of the bedside manners and stuff that's how I came with Van Levitt so yeah met with him really like him mm -hmm. and I told him the one thing that will decide whether or not I, <laughs> I can use you as my surgeon, will you take a picture of my stomach at the end? I gotta know what that thing looked like. So if you're willing to take that picture, then you're my surgeon. And so he's like, oh, absolutely. I'll give you like six different pictures. Yep. Like, okay, perfect. Yep. Then you're the guy. I find that they want to do that. Like I, I asked it. for mine too. I was like, can I, can you please? They're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> you're just gonna, I'm like, can, I didn't want to have the stomach removed because mm -hmm. I, well, I had the ruin why, uh -huh. but, um, I didn't want to, um, if I was going to get the sleeve, I wanted them to give me my stomach. <laughs> They're like, I no, we it. can't do that. We can't do that. I'm like, oh, so well, then that's, I'm not a candidate for that. No. <laughs> so I <laughs> know it's morbid curiosity. Uh, what can I say? Um, okay. So then you have, to, so you had to go through six months of mm -hmm. medically assisted weight loss, correct? Yes and no. So yes, I had to meet with a doctor and a dietitian once a month for the six months. However, I'm only three pounds into qualifying with the 35 BMI and the two ma major medical. If I lose three pounds, I'm at 34 oh BMI. Wow. Okay. So should I have been losing weight during this process? Yes. If I do, I don't qualify. 
Okay, so, so during that I had to time just stay. Yeah, I had to stay the same. Okay. And so last month, and I'm kind of actually nervous, is because last month I gained like four pounds, and because I was like, I need to make sure I don't go under. If I go under by a pound, my gosh, it would be over. So then I took that to heart, and I, I know how to gain weight. <laughs> I can gain weight like a champ. So gained four pounds, and they're like, Whoa, whoa, whoa! You can't gain any weight. I was like, Oh, I don't know that. I was trying to make sure that I, you know, didn't get too close to the line. So um, I've tried to watch this month and just to make sure that I am get that, that four pounds off and then just kind of stay right where I was at for this last appointment. So hopefully that, yes. Fingers crossed, go billing. Yes. Universe, open up. No kidding. Whatever it is. Um, what else did you have to, did you need to do any other kind of like yes. testing? Yes, so I had to do the like? psychological test. Okay. I had to do... Um, a lung test for the breathing. I had to have uh, um, the upper GI or the endoscopy. I think it's called. Mm -hmm. So I think that's it. Okay. How did the How did you feel when you had to do the psych? Like when you heard you had to do the psych, people are like, "Oh, oh, you know what? Uh, for my job, I had to do a psych. Okay. So I've had one before. Um, mine was obviously probably a lot more in depth for my job than it was for surgery. So for me, it really that didn't bother me at all. No. Um, yeah, I didn't really. Didn't bother me. Didn't bother you at all. Mm -mm. A lot of people freak out over That's that. That's funny. One. I have to admit, even I kind of was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what if they say I'm too crazy for surgery? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So then, in this last po in this last pre-op mm -hmm. um, exam on Monday, then then at that point they'll, they'll either sort of say or no. Yeah, well, they mean? ship it off to insurance, and then insurance decides. They decides take that. a look at everything, and so then you I hope get that, your date. Yep. Hopefully. Yes, fingers crossed, maybe March will be my surgery. That'll be nice. Yes. That'll be nice, okay. And then, more questions, okay. Oh, okay, so what was your what was your weight from your first appointment as opposed to now? You said you couldn't really lose yeah, a lot of I weight. Yeah, I couldn't really change my weight very much, so an average, maybe about 225, and I'm 5'7". Okay. So, um, you know, one time I think I was 222, and another time I was 223 like it just right in that range right just now. very close yeah what is at the end of this all is said and done mm -hmm. plastics aside mm -hmm. what's your goal what do you feel like you would know be what a great my uh, truly my goal weight is off medication okay I have not put a number because the numbers that I see in the graphs of what you should be I literally think I'd have to be in the hospital <laughs> I think I'd be like sick you know, if they say I have to be 130 or 150, I can't imagine myself at that weight. I wasn't at that weight when I was thin and before I got pregnant. I was like 150 when I got pregnant. And now, I mean, I was 25. I'm 46 now. So I don't know if that's even reasonable. I don't even know. The doctors haven't given me my ideal number or anything yet. But for me, I will be happy shopping in a regular store to buy what. I think looks nice as opposed to what fits and off medication. Those are kind of my my goal weights, your, your, if you will. Your victories, yeah, because yeah, yep. I actually have in here later on, like what are some what are some non-scale victories yeah. that you plan on having? Because I think that those, I, I know we get pre like just preoccupied with that yep. scale and the mm -hmm. number and the yep. content, but it's like some people like today on one of those uh, on on the the 
support site. It was on the Facebook page. It was today I was able to buckle my seatbelt on an airplane and put yes. my tray down. And yep. I and he's like, I about cried. And I was like, <gasps> Yep, I read his. I love that. I was yep. teary eyed. I couldn't. I'm like, I want to know who you are. <laughs> yep. I'm like, I've thought that. I was so, I'm like, Yes, so proud of you. So, yeah, I think for me, one of the things I love to dance, and I've had three knee surgeries on one knee and another knee surgery on the other. I've also had back surgery. So, um, I used to love to dance and um, then your body just kind of hurts and you can't move like you used to move and stuff. So one of the things I saw one gal, she had um, knelt down um, just kind of like, like maybe if you're going to garden, you know, kneel all the way down. Your butt's not on the floor, but you're, you're kneeled down. Um, I thought that's what I want. I want to be able to kneel down next to my kids, you know, if they're looking at something on the ground and, um, or, <laughs> it sounds silly, but when you're dancing and people say, drop down low, you know, like, I couldn't do that anymore. My knees don't go like that anymore. <laughs> I want to be able to get down low again. No, just regular dancing or just or yeah, a specific just, type? Nope. Just love to dance when the music turns on. and. Okay. Um, wow. My 21-year-old obviously can go to the clubs and bars and stuff now. And I would like to be able to show her that I still got some moves left in me, probably embarrass the hell out of her, but mm. I would like to get to that point where, you know, I'd be like, this is why it's so fun to go out. So. Now, how, did, how does your daughter feel about you going through this process? Because I mean, you won't be able to really pick up kids or yeah. anything like that for a good eight weeks. So I just had knee surgery. So um, she's gotten used to the things I can or can't do, you know, right now, like to help her out with her son. But, um, my oldest is excited for me. She wants this. She gets the health aspect. You know, she really gets that. And um, she's in nursing school. So she gets the health aspect and just wanting to look and feel better. Um, my two little ones, my 10 and 12 year old, neither one of them want me to have my surgery. They're both, um, they're both scared that I'm not going to be the same mommy. Oh. They're both, I, well, we love you how you are. I'm like, right, but I'm not healthy. Mm -hmm. So it's not so much about changing how I look. Well, what if you act different? I'm like, I'll probably act different. I'll probably, probably be more happy. Will. Probably I'll will. I'll probably be more happy and be more energetic and be able to do more with you. And um, But I think they're just thinking I'm going to change maybe even looks, but even change as a person, which we all know the inside changes sometimes more than the outside. But for me, it always changed. Whenever I did lose any weight, it always changed for the better. So I just keep trying to encourage them to know that, trust me, just trust me. Mm -hmm. You know, this is going to be a good thing for all of us. So Yeah, call, call, you know, hey, hey, once I get my surgery date, call me six, six months later. And, yep. you know, tell me six months from now. Exactly. That, you know, they didn't feel good. Well, um, that pretty much finishes up all the regular questions I have. I only have really one other question, yeah. which was simply... You know, do you have any words of wisdom or advice that you want to give someone out there who's just beginning the process or right where you're at or maybe struggling at this point with where they're at? Yeah, you know, I currently am feeling, why did I not do this earlier? Mm -hmm. Why did I not do it when I was younger and could have been that mom with my kids when they were even younger than they are now? And I haven't even had the surgery. I'm just so excited with the possibilities that I see it offers everybody else. And I wish I would have started researching earlier and finding that there were there was something out there that could have changed it even sooner for me but i'm just glad i got here at the time i did and um i would s it's easy for me to say go do it because i haven't done it mm -hmm. but um for me if, if you can have a healthier life that's 
that's the best option. If there's something out there that can give that to us, for those of us that have tried and can't do it um, on our own, then I don't think I don't think this is any I don't see this any different than asking for help from a trainer or asking for help from a dietitian because I know a lot of people worry about people saying you took the easy way out. Well, if you go to a dietitian and you go to uh, a trainer, those are not easy way outs either. You're asking for help. And I kind of feel the same with this. It's just a different kind of help that you're asking for. That's actually a great way to look at it. I yeah. never really thought of it that way. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, yeah, you gotta have say help. That. what do you say to that? Yeah, you got to have help. Okay. So for me, it's the same of asking for help from a dietitian or asking for help from your girlfriend. Like, be my accountability. Don't let me eat those chips tonight at the bar. Whatever. Yeah. Um, this is my accountability. This is going to keep me in line and asking help for somebody. And this help is that little that little person that's helping your dietitian or whoever they're 24 seven with this new stomach there it's always going to be there to keep you in line so yep negative feedback <laughs> exactly works. I, I don't exactly. like the way I feel oh I threw up oh yep. no I don't want to do that again yep. and there is <laughs> nothing I hate worse in this world than throwing up I'd yes. rather have <laughs> back surgery knee surgery you name it I would like to have anything other than throwing up and you, so and you'll test your pouch uh -huh. you'll test your stomach you will and then you will have it coming out both ends and oh you'll be like God. I want to die yep. <laughs> yeah die. see I'll be so scared to be risking that that I think that fear alone will keep me in check I like, don't know you might have to try it one time you might be like yeah, oh, I was, or your stomach will be like oh I can handle you're like I can handle this and then all of a sudden uh -huh. you eat it and you're like no, no I can't no <laughs> and it'll surprise you and, and you're, you're like done. wow I, I got the sweats my mouth is all <gasps> little and I'm like I don't understand and oh and that you know when it hits and you get the shakes and it's and not just necessarily too much food it's maybe even what you eat it's what you eat so on really? occasion for example for a period of time I actually had to my mighty mighty principles and and being and not eating meat mm -hmm. um, I ended up with an aversion to nuts and I ended up with an aversion to tofu and so a lot of my protein sources were taken away heavier protein sources were taken mm -hmm. away and so I had to kind of supplement with a little bit of that mm -hmm. but a little bit of like iso whey and stuff like that okay. and you know, because your stomach just sometimes it just wants to have a little pity party. I can't have this. No mac and cheese. No. Oh, mess up that. Yeah. So it's just it's one of those things. So wow. yeah, I don't know. It, it's something to look out for. But, you know, it's worth it. I'm sure at some point in time, you know, I mean, but I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe you'll never, never have that <laughs> let's problem. <hope. laughs> no, let, yeah. No, seriously. Let's, let's hope. hope because, you know, I one time and I guarantee you'd be like, never nope, again, never doing that never again. again. Sometimes it pops up and you know you don't know. You're like, oh, I didn't know that I could get sick off of that. Well, right. yeah, you know, three ounces of tofu can do that to you. And you're like, <laughs> but that's like my Dang favorite. It. Right. Yeah, so crazy. All right. Well, Kara, thank you so much for giving thank me your you. time. I appreciated this. I know it seems like a short interview, but I know well you're pre, and so yeah. I definitely want to get together with you when you're I post would love and, that. and talk with you more. And so cool. hopefully, you know, yeah, you can get absolutely. a better better grasp on that and just kind of follow you through your process. That cool. would be just so exciting. I so. would love it. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. All right.